misses. Brock isn't dead. It's just sleuthing. With your host, Willie Whitebread, and Mark Audio Slave Stewart. Hey, welcome back, motherfuckers, to another episode of Rock Isn't Dead, It's Just Sleeping. sleeping. With me, Willie White. White Red. And Mark. Audio slave. The six-year-old slave <laughs> audio. And back by popular demand, we've got downtown Joey K in the house. Oh, thanks. I'm <laughs> thanks. happy to be here. A very humble. I'm really going to try thanks. not to... You know, make it sound like we didn't just repeat everything because we fucked up the recording. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go ahead and get that out of the way so I can say it now. So, yeah, you know, yeah. no awkwardness. No awkwardness. We got it all Everybody out there. does it. Yeah, everybody does oh, it. Yeah, man. We're on Facebook Live. If any of you guys want to watch us, we record every episode. Usually on Friday nights, we're making an exception tonight because of scheduling conflicts. But here we are. And this week, we are talking about a very controversial topic in not just music, but in media and entrepreneurship and things of that nature. Donald Trump. Donald (laughs) Trump and that very small 14-year-old girl that's really mad at climate change. Oh, dude. What is her name? Greta Van Fleet? Whatever. Greta something. George Thurgood? What's her name? It's more of a paranormal subject, in my opinion. Is it? Dude, the dude that said she was like... The lights just kind of flickered when I said that. It's kind of strange. Garage ghosts? Yeah. Garage ghosts. (laughs) So, what we are talking about is the illustrious... The famous The 27 Club. Mm-hmm. The club that claims, mm, I don't know about hundreds, but definitely many 27-year-old budding musicians and uh, budding famous folk right. claims their lives. Right. And has uh, since it the early 1900s. It doesn't stick to the musicians, but... You know, no, it doesn't, but it, for, for our sake. For our sake, yeah. We'll stick with I, I think musicians. they said Wikipedia said there's something like 64 members of The 27 Club. Really? But we're all going to stick with like eight Something yeah, like, something like well, that. Well, I mean, like it, that. I think the whole thing that made it like famous was that it was geniuses. It was it was people that like it's savants. It, the first few were just like, they're right. like oh well, that that if you're not like like I said, Hunter S. Thompson when he he was like, once I hit 28, I stopped believing in the curse because he's like, well, I fucking know I'm a genius and I didn't yeah. die. So I mean, he was just like so, <laughs> right. But I mean, the first few were they were undeniable geniuses. For Absolutely, real. I don't think it really got the fame it, it, it has today until Kirk Cobain. Well, that's. I think it's definitely. Uh, that's, I mean, it was it was a famous club. Don't get me wrong. There was right. tons of members, but he's the first person everybody says when you say right. It. He's always, always everybody's right. the first one always. they say is Kurt Cobain. But then you got to right. remember, back in the old days, there was the Jay guys. It was uh, you know Brian Jones from yep. the Rolling Stones. You had uh, Mick Jagger. Oh no, he wasn't in it. No, <laughs> that motherfucker's gonna outlive us all. No, Keith Richards gonna outlive us all. So we had Jim Morrison. Jagger's a yep. puppet, and we all know it. He's, he's been dead for like twenty eight years, and they've been <laughs> yeah. like. Keith Richards, the Rolling Stones in and of themselves are a genetic oddity amongst human beings. Oh, yeah. 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 If Keith Richards is still alive, we're all going to fucking live to a thousand. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I know uh, Jim Florentine, the comedian, has a story about, like, walking backstage at some club, and he's uh, Keith Richards back there with two different piles of powder in front of him, right? Yeah. One brown, brown, one white. And he's cutting it with a fucking pirate sword. He's chopping lines, and he goes over, he goes, dude, is that a pirate sword? And he goes, 
it's, it's quality shit. You need a quality blade. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. And then he ended up being a fucking pirate in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. God, God, he was like, what, Jack yeah. Sparrow's yeah. dad or whatever? Yeah, yeah, I just pictured sure him saying that, like, after saying, you need a quality blade. I just pictured, like, Snoop Dogg playing in the background as soon as that happened. Dun, 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 dun. The thug life thing. Like, yeah. Insert meme on Keith Richards. Dude. Yeah. Fuck yes, man. So anyway, we're going to start back in 1911 with probably the most mysterious and probably the most influential of all of the 27 Club musicians, yeah. Robert Johnson. Right. A lot of mystery behind that guy, uh, partially because... Hold on. I just remember something. What's that? We don't have the mic set up for the Facebook. Oh, yeah. So we're just, all they can do is hear... It's from sound us like over there. That's okay. Anyway, so we've got we've got Robert Johnson. Mr. Robert Johnson was born in Hazelhurst, Mississippi, on or about the eighth of May, nineteen eleven. Okay, that's some pretty interesting shit, man. That's go that goes way back. That's like before the bud of the blues. Oh, that's the guy in the way list back. It's before the Great yep. Depression. So. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And he's also he also uh, at the time of the Great Depression wasn't very well off to begin with to lose anything. He had nothing. Well, I mean, yeah. back then it was like, dude, you, you could have eight cents and you're rich, dude. You're like, yeah. Dude, well, I, he never he never really had anything. Later in life, either that, nothing. That, that's what sucks. He about was him, just dude. a poor guy the whole his whole life. He was the vagabond. All he wanted to do was that's be a really good blues guitar player, and yeah. he sucked bad. Right. Yeah. In well, the beginning. Well. In the very beginning. Until everybody swacked his shit after a, a lifetime of living and dying of everybody telling him he was terrible. Yeah. And, I mean, that's literally to be a legend. That's what you have to do your right. whole life. It's basically do something you're really good at, have everybody hate you, die miserable, and then ten years later. Yeah. Like once we get to somebody else in the list, Amy Winehouse, dude. That's that's yeah. to me, she's the most egregious, egregious like person on the list. To where I'm like, where were all these fans before they made a movie? She's right. Unbelievably talented, but right then. Yeah. You know, you, you, all of a sudden, she has a movie that comes out. People are, I mean, Michael Jackson, he's not on the list, obviously. He wasn't 27. I mean, no. you know. Mentally, he was probably well, eight, Mentally, yeah. he was eight. But, I mean, it's like that was the most egregious thing of, like, where all of a sudden somebody died and everybody's like, I'm a diehard Jackson fan. You know what I mean? But yeah. Winehouse, that was, that was before him, right? Didn't Winehouse yeah, die? I still think she sucks. Sorry, Mike. Really? I think she's great. I think she, her voice was talented, but, I mean, she I fell think into she never pit. got into her and never will. She fell into every pitfall of fame, just like Sam Kennison Absolutely. Did. I mean, everything that you could have did wrong, she did. Absolutely. So. They said I got to go to rehab. I said no. Dude. No, no. Back to Robert Johnson. Right. We'll get to Amy in a minute. Fuck Amy. Okay. Yeah. No, Amy <laughs> so, was fantastic. Robert Johnson. Robert Johnson. Went to the crossroads now, did he? This, I'm talking before then. This man learned how to play a stringed instrument because obviously he had zero money. Yeah. There was no money to go buy a guitar. No. His family was slaves. He, was, he had no interest in working in fields or anything of that nature. So what this man did is he went and nailed eight nails to the side of his house four and then four below it oh, and geez. tied chicken wire oh, dude. to it and put a bottle, a glass bottle at the bottom of it to give it a bridge mm-hmm. to tune it, yep. to be able wow. to tune it. Jack White did the same thing. Really? Yeah. Because he did it probably though. Because yeah. Only because he was bored probably. Yeah. Or Jack so- White probably invented it. <laughs> yeah. He's a time traveler. <laughs> yeah. He's a time traveler. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just like Matt Groening. He's an old soul. Yeah. Into yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who? So uh, we'll get to that. So Robert Johnson, he, uh, he, when he was very young, he, uh, like, like Mark was saying here, 
the he would used to hang out at the old juke joints because that's where the blues was happening. There wasn't any concert halls, especially in African American America yeah. and amongst uh, that community. It was all segregation, going. all segregation. There was no uh, you know concert halls that these guys, even though they were absolutely more than talented enough to play in them, stealing their style. Everybody music, was stealing everything. their music. But isn't it weird that like the South is where it all came from, and there's none of them that seem to be above the Mason Dixon line, but right. yet they're the most like oppressed below the Mason. But that's where all the good shit comes from right like i mean there's, there's definitely something there dude like suffering breeds art man that's definite well it's kind of crazy right. because uh, after his death he was supposed to the next week he was supposed to be up north doing recording a, doing a huge recording thing right, right. the people were looking for him right. they were seeking him out that's that's where right they found out and so before he before the story of the crossroads uh, he he went to one particular juke joint because he had picked up a guitar from some secondhand shop or something from somebody. He finally right. retired the bottle nail chicken wire. Yeah, the bottle like, bottleneck chicken wire real. side of right. the house setup. That's so crazy. To me. Uh, it's insanity. Uh, somebody with that much focus right. and passion, like I, I don't want to do anything that much. How are you gonna figure that out? Like, right. It's one thing to figure out how to fix a car or like like how do I plug a toaster in? But it's just like, dude, you're gonna make a like a guitar out of your house. Like, dude. And some nails. You know? I can make one with a tissue box and a paper towel roll, you know what I mean, with some rubber bands or whatever. But, yeah. like, dude, like, you made a house a guitar? Right. Yeah. I'll so, be that good at anything. Anything. Or have that much passion yeah. or want. Or so, anyway, he uh, he goes down and play into the to the juke joint, local juke joint in his town in Hazelhurst, and he's listening to one of the more famous blues musicians at the time, Sun House. Right. Sun House was a very prominent blues musician in the South, particularly, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, and so Robert went up to Sun House was like, hey, uh, mind if I play a couple licks? And he's like, sure, kid. And he literally got told to leave by the crowd. Yeah. They, the crowd went up there to Sun House and was like, dude, you got to get this kid the fuck out of here. He sucks. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's awful. And that was the last time that that, that uh, town had seen Robert Johnson. Now, what happened at the crossroads? That's where he made the pact with the devil. Right. And uh, the next day, overnight, he became one of the greatest blues players of all time. Right. So the story was that he went down to the crossroads at midnight. The crossroads, if you guys don't know what that are, the, the crossroads the are. town of World of Warcraft. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <It's> so, <laughs> so it's essentially where two dirt roads crossed. And, you know, obviously that was a lot of foot traffic and stuff right. like that. So he went there with his guitar at midnight. And it was said... I think you're supposed to bury something in the ground, too. And yeah. Then, and then the, the demonic entity will yeah. appear and give you your wish. Bury like a, like, a, like a hairbrush or like a person? Yeah. Uh, no, a yeah, penny? You, or just anything? You have, to a bury, rock? You, you have to bury something of value to yourself. Your mother. And then say some kind of <laughs> demonic, uh, you know... Incantation, oh. incantation. Of sorts. Well, dude, I know that there's lots of people who say like a Rolling Stone. The Bob Dylan was written about him and about oh, whole, a lot like, of musicians. But that that whole crossroad story was because like, he talks about how you know yeah. he didn't listen to people, then he yeah. you know make a deal, all that. You yeah, know, yeah, and that's what they said. They said a, a giant figure appeared behind him and took his guitar and tuned it for him. And the, the, the giant figure was like, don't turn around. Get rid of that bottle in that house. I'm going to tune it for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, I've seen you playing your house guitar. Stop yeah. that. Stop yeah. that business. Right. No, so he tuned the guitar. He handed it back to Robert. He said, if you strum this guitar, the deal is done. He didn't say what the deal was. He just said the deal was done. Robert strung, strummed the guitar, and off he went. And he just heard a little bit of laughing on the wind. 
and that was it. <laughs> yeah, something crazy like that. Uh, and ever since then, like Mark said, he was an overnight success. This man could play the guitar so well that it sounded, it was the first time that guitar weaving had been heard. It sounded like he was playing two guitars mm-hmm. at the same time, but he was only playing one. Right. He, was, he was his own rhythm guitar. He was his own right. rhythm right. section. And so he went back to the same town to Sunhouse and was like, hey, let me, let me hit another lick. And he's at Sunhouse, like, ah, oh, no, boy. You already had enough the first time. He said, just give me a try. He jumped up there and started playing that six string, and everybody lost their shit. Yeah. Lost so their minds. Every night after that, he every was, night. He he was, was traveling around like, America. He was playing packed houses. Yeah. So uh, he had a really big uh, lust for women and booze. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. And he had a very... Have you ever heard his voice? I'm sure you have. You've heard his yeah. voice. He's That motherfucker sounds like I need to look behind me. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He sounds just eerie and mysterious. That was maybe part yeah. of the deal. The devil's like, now you're going to talk like me and I'm going to talk like you for the rest of your life. Like, yeah. You're going to get the devil voice and I'm going to get yeah. this, you know, young now, man's voice. Now, let's go back and do, let's do a realistic view. Do you really think the devil That's and him exactly did a deal? I, was, I wanted to know that too. No. What do you think happened? I, I, what I think I happened. I think he practiced like motherfucker. Yeah. It, was, it was just practice, practice, practice. Well, he there's. Was the first one, like you said, to have a shtick. He, right. he came up yeah. with a shtick. Yeah. And the passion. Did you hear the legend? I think like, he, he yeah. mentally matured. And said, oh, and put two and two together and said, okay, well, if I do this phrase and this phrase and this is how this sounds like this. And he just, he just got really, really good. Think about really how hard it is to get a quick. legend and a rumor going before. There's no, like, Dirt Road Facebook. I mean, right. he, <laughs> right. yeah. he, he would probably just have to walk up to people in saloons behind him like, hey, did you guys hear about the, the devil? And then, like, yeah. like what? Yeah. Well, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, back then, too, man, like, all that stuff, there was still a lot of folklore around sure. back then. Because there's shit they and, couldn't explain. And everybody was still religious. You know, like, religion at, was a huge, it was still, yeah. like. 99% of everybody was religious. Right. Look like, at doctors back then. They're like, oh, man, your blood's on fire. Here's a, you should do some cocaine about it. Let me yeah. lay hands on you. Know? you. <laughs> You're good. Go you, know I mean? you got ghosts in your blood. You should do cocaine about <laughs> it. Garage ghosts. <laughs> 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 put these leeches on your balls. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. And so, so Robert, like we talked about a little bit before, he was the b- vagabond. Like, that's all he Perfect wanted to do. He, yeah. he, used to, uh, he used to travel around with another famous blues musician called Johnny Shines. He was another big southern blues musician, and he would leave Johnny in weird places. Like, they'd be in, you know, Newark, New Jersey or some shit, and Johnny'd wake up to meet Robert for breakfast the next morning, and motherfucker'd be in Minneapolis. Sounds like my dad. Yeah. <laughs> Probably because right. he was wasted out of his mind every night. Yeah, and he was hammered, because like you said. Sounds like, hey, Rob, want to come meet in Minneapolis? Sure, yeah, why not? Robert, Robert used, to, used to definitely get down on the whiskey bottles. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Well, that's what, like, LSD, like, especially with Hendrix when we get to him, I mean, mm-hmm. you can't let somebody in LSD wander. That's, like, legitimate part of the rules you're like they're not allowed to wander right. you gotta keep people like that when they're, when you, if they're going deep eye shot if they ever get out of eye shot <laughs> chase them down like they're a toddler yeah they start toddler. waddling away leash catch them yes. <laughs> leash yeah. to the floor yes. stop it okay so so what happened with Mr. Robert he got sick one night from what what's the story they said that he uh, overdrank he overdrank but and he was poisoned he was poisoned by his uh, his ex yeah in the in the club, she Ooh. was trying to get revenge on him. Yeah, there's a couple different stories. There's, there's that also one. there's also the, uh, chlamydia. No, or was it syphilis? No, syphilis. syphilis. People said he died of syphilis. Yep. And there's also a jealous husband story as well. Okay, I didn't hear that. Yep. There's a jealous husband story that he was in there hitting on somebody's old lady, and she brought him over a bottle of whiskey from him. That and, sounds very believable. Back and then, that's yeah. probably what happened. And it had some poison in it. He drank it because obviously Robert, you know, loved his drink. Yeah. And somebody tried to slap it out of his hand because they, I guess, they saw him 
put poison in there. And he's like, fuck that. Don't ever touch a whiskey <laughs> bottle out of my hand, I'd boy. The same thing. Even if they were trying to save me and then they'd stand up and be like, well, fine, dick. I was going to help you out and then we're going to walk away and I'm going to lick the you know, whiskey off the floor. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. Any addict's dream, you know? Right. And then, like Mark said, he, uh, he got sick for a couple days. Some people said it was syphilis. Some people said it was poison. Some people said he didn't die at all because yeah. they couldn't find a grave. They, they had a, a, a giant group of historians, a, a vast group of historians that put a lot of research into that. And they have a headstones where they think it was. It was under like an old willow tree outside the They only have like six pictures of the dude. I mean. Ever. Yeah. That's how mysterious this guy. And that's what adds, I think, to me, the most interesting lore behind this human being. It's because everybody he knew was so poor they couldn't even afford cameras. Right. Exactly. And how many cameras were readily available? It took 10 minutes to take one picture. Right. And a camera back then probably cost as much as a MacBook now. Exactly. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, all the blues musicians from there on forward and all like the... Like the big, the big greats, you know, we're talking about Brian Jones and David Gilmore and Jimi Hendrix and Joe Bonamassa and Steve Vai, all these greats. They're going to talk about, if you ask them who their influences were, at least three quarters of them are going to go, Robert Johnson, man. Mm. Okay, but do you think he's one of those, like, like in film, when you're like, oh, what's the best films ever made? It's like everybody wants to even slightly sound pretentious says anything by Citizen Scorsese Kane. Citizen Kane Scorsese. oh yeah do to you, kill a mockingbird so do you think <laughs> do you think he became one of those like maybe his like a staple like, that you like, have to say it yeah it's almost like you don't even know who he is but you just know that you're supposed to say it I don't know man and, and, and now if some musicians like if uh if Kurt Cobain was to come up and say yeah man love Robert Johnson I'd be like mm, did you did you really but did you really were you listening That's, to Black Flag totally and Sonic Youth or Robert Johnson? That, and I totally agree with you, though. I'm surprised <laughs> you'd say that, though. You know, I, I, I don't totally listen to him. I'll admit no. it. I mean, I don't Muddy listen Waters? to Muddy Waters? Nope. Oh, I love Muddy Waters now. <laughs> I'll play the fuck out of a brown jug, dude. I'll, sit, I'll blow on a big-ass moonshine jug like a motherfucker. So. <laughs> yeah, and I'm a triangle player by heart. You know? <laughs> you need a tambourinist, and we're good. Right. You know what that is? But I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Tambourine Man, play a song <laughs> for me. T, that's where the name came from. Holy shit, we just figured something else out. <laughs> so, yeah, you're probably there's probably a little bit of truth to that, but... The, the basis, there's probably a little bit of shtick behind that. That's the word of the night, shtick. Uh, because he, night was, shtick. he was the first documented bad boy. Robert Johnson was the bad boy. He was the vagabond, the sex, drugs, and rock and roll. He was the, 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 you know, the army of one, the, the you know, whatever, well, the biker of it, the time. There's, there's multiple TV shows with just the genre of sections of his life. He had a paranormal incident. He's ghost hunters right there. He has a, right. he has a Judge Judy ex-husband. Mm-hmm. Other, I mean, dude, he's, he covers it all, man. Yeah. Like, dude, if he just would have made a comedy, if the fucker would have told a joke, oh, I mean, done. He'd, be, he'd, be, he'd be on everybody's wall. Yeah. Like, never, <laughs> I mean, never they did. They joke. made an hour-long documentary about him on Netflix recently, and it's like nothing but six pictures and all the fucking right. crazy stories that you know, right. you're talking about. Right. Yeah. I'm going to go watch the Michael Jackson and Andre the Giant documentary. Like, yeah. I would see how it is to be really big and really weird. So I'm right. fuck Robin. You know what I mean? That's, that's how it is, dude. Right. There's no well, media of him. Right. And so he's the, f- he's the first documented uh, musician of the, uh, of the 27 Club. The, the first prominent one, that is. Uh, and we'll move a little bit forward. We'll talk about Brian Jones a little bit. I think this guy gets a little bit overlooked at times. Yeah, I feel well, like. Now, how did he die in a swimming pool? Well, he that's drowned. what they say. There's also a lot of, uh, a little bit back and forth and conspiracy. There's conspiracy theory behind all of these guys and gals' deaths. Right. You know what I mean? There's a little bit of conspiracy. There's a little bit of lore, a little that's, bit of falsehood yeah, behind all of it. And that's what makes the allure of the right. 27 Club. Right. Yeah. And, right. and like, just like with Robert Johnson, man, like this is all 
before there was like the internet and social media. So to get something to stick, like yeah. rumors like that, like big little, word of mouth. It's easy. I yeah. mean, dude, the flat Earth is a dumb theory, and every it, it's still there's people that argue. Yeah, about there's that. a whole group of. I them. mean, because it's the, you, right. You, you, there's people who still go out there and look look for Bigfoot. Right, argue like, just to argue. I have you, a buddy of mine who looks for Bigfoot. Dude, do you know like <laughs> for I, a living? Rogan Rogan says this on his podcast all the time. You know what's more likely than seeing black people while looking for Bigfoot? What's that? Bigfoot or Bigfoot's blurry like my, uh, Mitch Hedberg. You know right. what I mean? And, 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 dude, it's literally more likely to see Bigfoot than black people out looking for Bigfoot because they know that's some dumb shit. Like, right. no way I'm going out there and sitting in a tent looking for a Sasquatch. Right. Yeah. But it's all because of the internet and the history. These guys have legends and stuff. All these cons- – and there's no social media. Like, it's got to be just people talking in, like – Word what? of mouth. So Word of mouth. Stories. So, I mean, it almost gives it a yeah. little bit more. Any conspiracy from back then almost holds a little bit yeah. more water. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, like I said, moving moving with the uh, with the next prominent member, old BJ, BJ Brian Jones, uh, born Lewis Brian Hopkins Jones. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, twenty eighth of February, nineteen forty two. So, if for many of you that don't know, which you probably don't, because I didn't up until a couple years ago, Brian Jones was the absolute founding member of the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. No way, I didn't know that at all. Yeah, and really, he, I really didn't. I I didn't know much. <laughs> about it because uh, he's not talked about very much because the, yeah they didn't have a great relationship with brian yeah who needs him brian uh they didn't <laughs> they didn't have a great they would have formed without him don't, don't i don't know man anymore. brian brought them all together all right I'll give brian you brought mick and and keith together uh, okay you know and he was an amazing musician okay an then amazing musician. chopping up lines with Pirate sword, right? With, yeah, and then it just all downhill from there. So Brian could play almost everything with strings. Yeah, this guy, and that's he does it like he played the sitar, and so it's a very hard instrument. Yeah, did he ever play a house? Um, no, well, no, he probably didn't play a house. <laughs> you got me there, and and Robert's got him there, right, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, bowl cut, have an ass, bitch. <laughs> fucking Brian jo- or Brian Jones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so this guy, he's very interesting because he was an extreme form of rock and roll, like more so than Morrison. Yeah. This guy had like five kids that he never, he never had anything to do with. He used to just travel around, vagabonded a little bit, play his guitar and just have sex with women and have kids and leave and never speak to him again. Vagabond shtick dick. That's what this yeah, is. Yeah, vagabond shtick dickhead. <laughs> right. So he, he brings Keith Richards. He brings uh, Mick Jagger together. Okay. And they start playing around in little, you know, tiny, not juke joints, but little coffee shops and things in England, wherever people play in England, small venues. And so they start getting a little bit of notice, right? And then they get a call from a record company. And they're like, well, what's your name? And Brian Jones looks down at a Muddy Waters album and sees Rolling Stones. So that was their name, Rolling Stones, without the G. Really? Initially, yeah. yeah. Initially, it was uh, Rolling Stones. And that was kind of the birth of the Rolling Stones. Okay. I legitimately, like, I, I had no idea that the dude brought everyone together at the beginning. Because, I mean, he's probably the person that I know the least about that we're going to talk about. And, yeah. I, mean, I don't know why. but it's just, Get to his death already, will you? Well, <laughs> I want to give the I want to give I want to give the guy his due. I want to give the guy his due. We have a lot of members of this club. I know, I know. Just give me five minutes. Uh, he was a superior musician. 
I will say that if you listen to his stuff, listen to the Rolling Stones with Brian Jones when they could get him to show up. I'm good. Oh, man. He was great. <laughs> he, I'm not a big Stones fan, but Brian Jones, I always appear, appreciate a superior musician. Is that what you appreciate about superior musicians? That's how I appreciate like, like what, what were some of like their hits that he was involved with? That, well, Paint It Black most predominantly. That's, that's yeah. my favorite. I, didn't, I should know that. If that's my favorite yeah. Rolling Stones song. He wrote, satis- he wrote Satisfaction, too. Really? No, 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 he didn't write that. <laughs> that's definitely a departure. I don't know much about him either, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just know how he died. <laughs> He's just like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna like, cover, yeah. cover uh, my flaw with being like, dude, what? You don't know this shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not like a big Rolling Stones guy. So. Well, either am I, but he was oh, a. Sounds sound like you know, well, you know. You got to know about oh, the founding boy. fathers, right? <laughs> if you're going to love America, you better fucking know about Thomas Jefferson. You got three minutes left. You know what I'm saying? Well, quit interrupting <laughs> me then, you fuck. Uh, so they, they started touring their first uh, tours as a band, as the Rolling Stones were in 1963, and Brian was still very, he was very much secluded. He would barely show up to practice because he was too fucked up. The dude was strung out on everything. Uh, he traveled in separate buses, stayed in separate flats, stayed in separate hotel rooms. Uh, they, they couldn't really get him to do anything. Yeah. And so I'll fast forward a little bit. In 67, he was dating a uh, German actress named Anita Pallenberg. Uh, Jones got sick while on tour in Morocco and had to fly home. And then his girlfriend at the time and Keith Richards shacked up. And that was the beginning of the end. Yeah. So Brian Jones ended up in uh, 1969. He had two arrests for drugs. Mm-hmm. He like lost a car and then he crashed a motorcycle into a business. Just lost it. Dude, where's my car? <laughs> yeah. And then so he crashed a motorcycle into a, uh, I think it was into a, it was into like a, like a, little general store window or something wow. and he got arrested for that mm-hmm. and so because of that this is when the rolling stones started gaining popularity this was in 69 shit started picking up and they wanted to do a tour in america right you can't do it with somebody like that well he's got these two drug charges now so mm. he couldn't get a work visa Ooh, to go over to america so Ooh. the stones went without him that's not my bag baby that's not my bag and so that that was the beginning of the end they came back from the tour uh and they essentially fired him Wow. They said, you know, Mick, Mick and Keith went over to the house and they said, essentially, dude, you're yeah. not in the band anymore. Bye. I'm sorry. I know that you started the band, but you're not in the band. Yeah, anymore. I know you named the well, band. So the logo and yours on. So get, yeah, get, get, <laughs> yeah, get the fuck out. <laughs> you know, I know you started the band. You came up with the name. Right. You pretty much wrote all of the original first album, uh, and you're the best musician here. But instead of trying to get you help and work with you, we're just going to well, fire was, you. To be fair, that was before. To be fair. To be fair. That was before <laughs> the rehabs were so popular. You know what I'm saying? That was right. back in the old Back age. when quitting That's was a point. shitty thing to do. That was, dude, lots of bands, they stick around. With, 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 if they have bandmates with problems, they'll just suck for five years until like the, the, so whoever has <laughs> yeah, the problem comes back. decides yeah. to get well, help. I think the reason they look, they, at, look at Velvet let's, Revolver. Let's, oh, yeah. let's say the, 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 the reason they, they kicked him out, though, is because he couldn't leave. Well, he was inconsistent. Also, yeah, that will that. Too. He wouldn't show up to practices. He wouldn't do so anything. Not long after this. Yes. That's when they found him belly up in the pool. Yes. Wow. Around uh, around midnight on the uh, 3rd of July, 1969. Belly up in the pool. They're like, dude, I know that's a small detail, but that almost never happens. Everybody's always face down in the pool if they're dead. Yeah. You know. Right. All right. And there's some conspiracy theory behind that, too, because he had, uh, he had he was supposed to work with this guy, this contractor, 
And the contractor was there that night, and he told the guy that he didn't want to work with him or fired him or something. Brian did. Yeah. And uh, then he turned up dead that night. Right. But he did have swollen organs, which I don't know if that happens when you drown. I don't know if your organs swell. But they said uh, he had swollen organs, which is indicative of, you know, drug overdose Mm -hmm. and heavy booze consumption because he was known for that. He was a heavy drug user and heavy boozer. Uh, And so, yeah. People were saying Mick and, uh, you know, the rest of the gang murdered his ass. Yeah. That was the. I thought you were thinking of the dude who wanted to do his roof or there's whatever. A bunch. Killed that there's, guy, there's a bunch. That guy. There's a bunch of. Oh, yeah, there's oh, okay. a bunch. There's multiple. Uh, so yeah, that's the story of Brian Jones. And, and the only reason, like I said, people people forget about him, and he's he's not super prominent because when you think Rolling Stones, you don't think Brian Jones. You think Mick Jagger. You think Mick Jagger, yeah, like Keith you Richards. Paint it black, man. Like, I yeah. Know, that's like my favorite Stones song. Right. I there mean, wouldn't be a Rolling Stones without Brian Jones. Correct. That's weird that he swept under the rug that much. Isn't man. that crazy? Yeah. yeah. That's wild shit, man. Mm. Anyway, so who's next on the list? Who do we got, guys? Would it be uh, Janice then, right? Or Janice? Janice or Jimmy? Well, which one? Let's go for Janice. Janice? Let's talk Life about Janice. First. I like it. Let's talk about Janice. Now, Janice, because you know me. You're not going to go into the whole history of Janice, though. Not the whole history. Just a little bit. Okay. Janice Joplin. Janice Joplin, you know my affinity Born for Born in 1947. Musician. 43. Oh, I was close. Actually, 1943 <laughs> in Port Arthur, Port Arthur Texas. Uh, anyway, Janice Joplin, she is, to me, the epitome and probably the only clear example of the true rock and roll artist in the female genome. Oh, yeah. I throughout do. history. I agree. Yes. Her and Courtney Love. Courtney Love was a fucking... <laughs> different reasons, but you're right. Yeah, Courtney Love was a shithole, trashy right. version. Rock and roll I'm the different sense totally of the kidding. I know. Can't I know what you mean. That. You cannot compare. That's right. like comparing diamonds to fucking glass. Right. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Right. Reese's the lobster. Right. <laughs> Two different exactly. Like, yeah. So, and see, that's been... I'm not going to go in the whole um, history of Janis Joplin. You see what I did there? Hole? Mm-hmm. Uh but Janice, like I said, that's that's my spiel on Janice. She, because back in back in those days, some now, but it's it was more so back then. The rock star field was almost a hundred percent a male dominated field. Still almost, still almost. Yeah. But until Grace Slick and, and yeah, Grace Slick and Jefferson Airplane hit and, and Ann Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> right now, now there's another rumor about Janice was that she had made a deal with the devil. Yes, there is a rumor about that. In the mud that. at Woodstock. No, 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 I'm just kidding. Yeah. I just made that part up. In the mud. <laughs> I want to see if everybody's going to be like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. For sure. I've never heard that uh, one, but yep. yep. It's, all, it's all fucking the mud devil. anything at this the point. The mud devil. The I mud devil. About it, man. Right. <laughs> so do you want to go into that, or do you want to keep going on the um, background? I want a little bit of background. Uh, so she was, she had an incredible, um, you know, innocence issue she had poor self-esteem absolutely awful she didn't take constructive criticism very well there was two sorts of criticism that janice would take it was the i'm hopped up on drugs and alcohol you know constructive criticism which was fuck yourself which would be your your response and she would pay for it later and hurt later and then there was the sober girl because she was very much a a kind of introverted recluse type girl and you wouldn't get that to get out of that you wouldn't see that with her singing you wouldn't see that with her singing you know what i mean exactly and and her her get up her flamboyant her peacocking attire the things that she right. would do and her absolute banshee wail of a fucking voice. But isn't it weird that there's people who you can tell are channeling the real the real the person they want to ultimately be? Yeah. But, but it legitimately takes substances to get there. Absolutely. Yeah. I, mean, oh, yeah. I mean, me personally, I, I would I would never ever you know if 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 it's just to help me talk, I mean I would never. <laughs> <laughs> never. Yeah. I would never indulge. Not at all. But. I mean, I can understand that. Like, I mean, yeah. she needed she needed that, like, you know, that inhibitor to be able yeah. to 
go out there and do all that stuff. Yeah. But I mean, you said she had like an innocence thing. I've, like, well, she did because she came. She she was one of the few ones of the uh, of the twenty seven club that actually came from a very good and structured home. Really, she came from a great home. You know, uh, it was the typical nineteen forties nineteen fifties home. You know, mom was Susie homemaker, and daddy went home, and when daddy got home, mama had his slippers and his paper yeah. and said, oh, here's a tall beer and some spaghetti. Hey, Beef, go out and get me the paper. Yeah, exactly. Not Eddie Haskell again. Yeah, almost, you know? I mean, almost all the hippies in the whole movement. Mr. Though. Wilson. <laughs> right. That's a throwback. Get right. a slingshot. But I mean, like, right. But, like, almost every, uh, the first generation of hippies all came from the exact generation you were just talking about. Right. Like, the picket fence, like... Fallout, yeah, family, and they didn't want that. Yeah, they didn't want that shit. They no. were coming out of uh, they were coming out of two world wars, you know, and they're like, yeah. we're the back economy to back was great. And you know, the Great Depression just happened not too long ago, right. you know, and so the the economy's booming, and so things were good. But they always wanted something more. They weren't, you know, they wanted peace, love, and rock and roll. And so anyway, Nam was the push. That was the thing. Yeah, that's later, a little oh, bit yeah, later, but yeah, that's everything. That was that. That was a big push. Sure, that was a big push. Movie, and right? I have a, I have a I have a theory about John Lennon in that. I'll say in a minute. But so Janice, she made her way over to San Francisco multiple times, and she also was dating another member of the Twenty Seven Club, Ron Pigpen McKernan of mm-hmm. uh, the Grateful, Grateful Dead. Dead. She was dating Pigpen for a number of years. Uh, well, not for a number of years, off and on for a number of time. And, and by dating, they probably meant they, they fucked every now and again and right. drank, ate acid together. Sure. But see, th- that's the thing that I love about Janice is the persona that everybody else saw of her was that rock star because right. she could out-drink, out-drug, out-fuck anybody. And also out-perform and out- And like, out-perform like, anybody. See, that's the, she's the only... See, when you said you think she was the... Uh, the epitome of female the epitome of me, female like rock the, star the thing that makes her so unbelievably unique to me is that yeah. she's the only one that you like legitimately don't put the the, the gender st- you don't even look at her like a woman almost almost I mean it's like yeah. when you think I about it Janice, you know what I yeah. mean like it's like you just she's almost like a Hendrix you're just like she just was a part of one of the most amazing times in music and you never because I mean can you think of an actress right now or a, no. anybody that you don't like put that okay it's a woman even comedian like women comedians that are really good it's like you know, you even if they're really funny, you're still like, she's really funny. She's a woman that's really funny. Yeah. Her, you're never like, hey, she's like an artist. She's an artist that's a woman that's really good. Right. Nobody says that. Just, she was a good artist, period. Yeah, period. And and she brought about an entire genre. Right. And she set a bar. Death, please. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> at that time, who who else was there? There was two. There was you know, other than like the big blues chicks, you know, like Aretha Franklin and stuff like that. There was there was Janis Joplin. And there was Grace Slick from Jefferson Airplane. That was it. They had it down. And Janice, I would say Janice definitely took it to the next level, even above Grace Slick. Hell yeah. But yet the, Grace's music is probably more well-known, in my opinion. Like, more people know a lot more about Jeff, like songs by Jefferson Airplane than Janice Joplin. But Janice True. Joplin is I would say more that. prolific. I would say more people know about Janice Joplin than, yep. per, say, Grace Slick. Absolutely. But more people know Jefferson Airplane's music than, than Joplin's. Joplin. Yep. Yeah, exactly. You know, everybody knows who Janis Joplin is, but right. aside, you know, aside from mm-hmm. Peace of My Heart and Bobby McGee, nobody really knows anything much about her. Death, please. <laughs> Death. So anyway, uh, October 1970, she was found dead in her, I think it was her hotel room right. while she was recording the Pearl album. And her manager uh, was supposed to meet her, mm-hmm. and apparently he, uh, he didn't know 
why she didn't show up, but she he, he said, well, Peter Rothschild. She's out maybe shopping for pants or just like you know. <laughs> that just, was for real. That's what she does. You no know, fucking what, way. That's for real. When, 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 when she would never show up for a meeting, she would be out shopping somewhere. She'd be out some, shopping, some, buying some, pants or something yeah, weird, dress whatever, whatever she shops. For. Yeah, she went to go get Levi's, bitch. Like, yeah. <laughs> like what are you talking? Like really? I don't that's know. Crazy. Janice is late, and but she's gonna they, have to put her genius on hold. They, they found her with. Um, Four dollars and fifty cents clenched That's in right. her hand, wow! In a negligee on the side of her bed, mm-hmm. they turned her over. Her lips had blood on them. Her nose was broken, mm-hmm. and she also there was no drugs in the room. No but, drugs in the room. But they they found fresh track marks on her arms. Yep. But were there any pants in sight? <laughs> Did she ever get the pants? The yeah, pants she got the pants. Not. <laughs> oh, she, she got was, the she pants, was, but they weren't in sight. Well, anyway, so <laughs> she was murdered. You think so? No drugs in the room. You think L- so? Unless the manager said, "Oh shit, well, let me hide all these, throw these drugs away before the cops get here, yeah. so it doesn't get p- published." But yeah. she had track marks on her arms, mm. nose was broken. Yeah, right. Maybe she, she owed why somebody she, money. Why did she have that four dollar fifty cents in her hand? Down, I mean, it's now, she was stuck uh, kind of between another her, another theory is, bed. is that she had made a deal with the devil, mm-hmm. and her time was up, and that was her that was her time, and then. The, the, the demon mm. came and got her. But don't you think that, like, okay, like, this is just a hypothetical, playing devil's advocate to, to, what, to what you just said. Yeah, I, 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 this is just theories that, yeah. Right, right. And, I'm not making it. And, but the, 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 the broken nose, she could have fallen. And don't you think, like, any musician, especially from that era, it almost uses it prop, as propaganda. They almost, if they would have just had, like, an embolism. Right. They, those are the people, that, they're not even going to give them an autopsy. Like, ah, it's drugs. Yeah. Ship her out, put her in a bag, let's right. bury her. Well, that's exactly what happened to Jim Morrison. It's like, and you, they never even found out. Like, yeah. it's just like, what well, actually, like, we don't, it's probably drugs. Just because he had the stigma as a musician. Like, right, I mean, right. But that's, that's funny you should mention that. And, that. and we'll lead into the next one here. No, the next one should be Jimmy, right? You think Jimmy? Yeah, he's before Jim. Well, they were all around the same time. We're going to make this about a Jimmy thing? I'm sorry, that was so bad. I hated that one as soon as it came out of my mouth. A Jimmy <laughs> thing. I hated it. I hated it so much. I want it back. <laughs> so, well, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll go to Jim after Jimmy. We'll talk about Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix. Death, who? please. Death, please. Death, immediate death? <laughs> right immediate to the death? death. You're like a Lots shitty of judge. Don't know who any of these people are. I mean, you know what I mean? That's the right. thing. And I mean, I'm not saying I'd ever want to hang out with those people, but I mean, like, dude, right. if, 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 <laughs> but I mean, unless you're coming up to me like, hey, who's Jimi Hendrix? We'll sit down, son. Right. Let's, well, since let's, we are crunching on time, we should probably go for a light intro on his life. Sure. Okay, light, sure. A light bio. On Johnny that. Allen Hendricks, born November 27th, 1942 in Seattle, Washington. How about that? Oh, uh, yeah. To Father Al Hendricks and Lucille, Mother Lucille Hendricks. Right. Right. Okay, so. Hendri- all, father of the military. Right, right. Traveled around all over the place when he was a kid. All over the place when he was a kid. All he wanted was a Stratocaster. That's all he wanted was a guitar. <laughs> The Stratocaster in the window at the music shop down the street. Stratocasters didn't come out until he the was about one 14 years with old. The Perlinoid pick guy on it. Right, right. He chose Pepsi and Coke. He stood. <laughs> and was, wait, he did I, the Pepsi was, challenge. Was it that a thing? I, maybe it was a commercial. I don't remember. <laughs> I think there was a commercial. Yeah, about he, that. He, there was two. There was a tambourine in one window and like a Pepsi machine, and then there was like a guitar in one window. And <laughs> that, that is right. Yeah, well, I'm from the '90s. I just assume everything's that's right. true. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's where I was thinking that. Oh right. That okay. Hell yeah. That's what led me to that. I'm like Rugrats. So babies can talk. He uh. He was very smart. 
incredibly. Yeah. You know, he didn't pick the fucking tambourine. That makes yeah. smart right there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to this day says he's the greatest guitar player of all time. And I would agree with Nobody that. Nobody can deny that. Dude, I would agree child, with that. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Right. All along the Watchtower, you made a song by the best songwriter ever that everybody knows you for it. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're, you're the one that people think Dude, wrote that song? full disclosure... Before about two weeks ago, before I started doing research for this episode, don't say I it. didn't know Bob Dylan wrote that song. Yeah, I, was say, I don't even know who Jimi Hendrix was. No, <laughs> Dylan, I didn't know Bob Dylan wrote that song. See, and you want to tie like to the very beginning? Um, uh, what's his name? Robert Johnson. He he. In the have you ever seen I'm Not There, the Bob Dylan movie where Kate Blanchett, uh, uh-uh. no. Heath Ledger, they all play different time periods of. Bob Dylan. Really? The, the, and one of the versions is the youngest one, and he's played by a little black kid, and he is legitimately supposed to be like a hybrid of Robert Johnson and Bob Dylan. And really? They tell like half and half. The movie's amazing. Go, really? Go, uh, soundtrack. Check it out. Nothing but covers from Dylan. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. That's pretty fantastic. I'm going to have to Better watch that. Than tons of people. Yeah. Sweet. Um, so with Jimmy, he, he wanted a stringed instrument really bad. Obviously his family was very poor. They, it was a good upbringing, you know, as a good father, a their father, the mom was a little shitty. She was a, she was kind of like, you ever seen, um, blow that movie blow Yeah, where like Ray Liotta, the dad is like a hard working American man. Sure. And the mom's kind of a vagabond and goes out and drinks and like comes in and out of their lives. Blames them both for it. Right. 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 And that's kind of how his mother Lucille was like his dad, Al would always take her back, but she was kind of like i I'm going to go to the jazz clubs, drink and be kind of an absentee mother, sure. which is rare. You hardly yeah. ever see that. Yeah. Right. Especially back in those times, the Especially mom didn't leave. Then. Right. The dad left, you right. know, that's, right. that's the shtick. That's- yeah, but anyway, up. so he uh, he used to help his dad clean houses. And this old lady that he was helped clean in their house and clean out houses, like after construction and things of that nature, gave him a ukulele with one string. Yeah. Son of a bitch learned how to play it with one string. He built yeah, that's a house the easiest, out of a ukulele. That's the, <laughs> that's the easiest guitar you can, you can learn how to play is one string. Yeah. Because then that, you, get, you get familiar with the fretboard and up and down and the notes. That's, and that's really it. good bassist right there. Exactly. Yeah, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and so he finally, uh, we'll, we'll make it a little bit quicker. He fa- fast forward a little bit. He, Death, uh, yeah, no. At age 15, he got his first acoustic guitar for five bucks, which is probably, you know, in 58, that's probably 45 bucks now. At least. So it was a cheap yeah. piece of shit. Uh, and so he started playing it. Obviously, he was in the military. He went into um, he was in like the 101st Airborne in the Army yeah. in 1960s in the very like 1960 and got out like pretty much a year later. He was discharged because uh, oh, he, and during that unsuitability time in the, in the military, he was begging his dad to mm-hmm. send him that guitar. Yeah, wow. and he wouldn't do it. That's fucking yeah. awesome. He finally he, did it though. He did do it. He finally did it, and he oh, sent him his guitar. That. It was an Not old the ukulele. Uh, I just sent him. I, no. If I was his dad, yeah, he was like, on, just to be a dick, I'd send him both. But I no. waited a day to send the guitar no. after the ukulele. And, and, and that's that, that was the interesting part to him getting out. He did hurt himself. I think he hurt his back or his foot. Uh, jumping out of he was a paratrooper, so jumping out of a plane during a training drill. But he used to play at all the local bass clubs. Yeah, on bass, and so he was essentially begging his sergeant or whoever it may have been to, hey, I'm, this is not really my thing, dude. Yeah, like I, I can make it big in the music industry. Listen to how I, I play it. guitar. Yeah, like this is not my thing. And his sergeant was like, you know what, you're right. Yeah, and so they, is that what happened? Yeah, you're right. Bye bye, Jimmy. Well, they got him out on unsuitability. Okay. After is there anyone else that's ever played the guitar left like like the way he played it? I, I mean, lefty. Yeah, like well, Ooh, yeah. I mean, he played the, he played a regular guitar upside down though, right? Well, he uh, played a left. Well, yeah. At the time, they I don't think they yeah. had left-handed oh, models. He just restrang it. Yeah. The oh, opposite really? way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they had specific. I don't think I know specically. Fender didn't come out with a left-handed strat. Did I just say restrang? Yeah, probably. You fucking illiterate. 
Yeah. <laughs> you guys are almost Georgia again. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I'm from Jersey. What the He's fuck? He's from Jersey. No, so uh, I don't. Oh, I don't God. think Fender came out with a specific left-handed model in the early '60s. I don't think. Th- I mean, the Strat had only been out for like five years. So yeah, it was probably not. Right. He so just strung it backwards. Right. So anyway, he gets uh, discharged. He goes back. He moves to California. Starts playing guitar. Where he is met by Keith Richards' then girlfriend. I forget her name. What is it? Uh, like Lena, Lena Keith or Lisa Keith or something like that. Anyway, so Keith Richards' girlfriend sees him play and essentially is like, dude, you guys got to see this guy. And so he gets linked up with uh, Chaz Chandler, the former bass player for the Animals. And that's when his, you know, that's so the rest off. is history. Yeah, the rest is history. Sure. The rest is history. Now you know he dies. I mean? Huh? Now he dies. Now, well, see, what? Jimmy's, Jimmy's was very interesting to me. And this is kind of where. Well, yeah, it was really interesting. Well, no, no, no. This is kind of where my conspiracy feelers get up and start dancing he's, real he's hard. The, he's the only one so far that I, I, I still, I'm like, he's the one I've looked the most into because there's, to, there's so many good theories. About You're right. His. Yeah. Well, like, his manager was kind of a dick. Michael Jeffrey. Dude was a dick. He stole money from him. He's widely, yeah. like, most people think he's the reason he's dead. Like, I that, guarantee that's a, it. That's one of the they most, said he might have been murdered yeah. by him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tim and Marvin Gaye are the two that I'm always like, well, somebody else, the one right. person everybody brings up is always the one who did it. Well, when, Michael so, Jeffrey did take out a $2 million life insurance policy out on Hendrix. Oh, he fucking did it. With him as the beneficiary. So, because he was pissed off because Jimi Hendrix started up Electric Ladyland Records. Right. And was kind of separating away from his music because Michael uh, Michael Jeffrey wanted him to keep touring. You got to keep touring. That's you where the take money, money is. Money away, dude. They're gonna kill you. Right. Don't fuck with money. Now man. this his story is very similar to Cobain's because Cobain did the exact same thing. His managers and Courtney Love were both like, uh, "You need to keep touring." And he's like, "I, I don't really want to. I, like I kind of just want to do heroin and paint and play guitar and play my own shit." You know. But the barbiturates that were found in his system. The amount of, of barbiturates have to be a murder or a suicide yeah, so because they said, they said half of one of those pills was enough to put he had you like to nine. sleep for eight hours. He had like nine in his system because right. he had a chronic insomnia. Not only that, but they said the amount of wine that was in his hair alone was like, what do they say, almost two bottles of wine just in his hair. Not only that, yeah. but they never saw the coroner's never seen in a case like this again where the wine was filled up in his lungs and his stomach. Right. And it wasn't the amount that was on his person didn't match the blood alcohol level that he had, he had at the time hardly of death. any alcohol so in his, in his bloodstream. Know how to, there's no CSI they, yet, so they just poured the shit. They, on drew, him. they they put the pills down his throat and they poured that shit down him, and then Funneled he just choked, it. died, yep. and that was it. There is that theory, or his girlfriend at the time, Monica Deniman. They they had a feeling that she was in on it, but yeah, she said he was murdered. Too. The first thing she told the cops, which is right. fucking, like, and then you she died. The most guilty out of everybody, yeah. yeah. Immediately saying, "Oh, I know how. I don't know. I just know." She died shortly after that, a couple yeah. of years she after. Yeah, def- dude, that's right. Awful. Same thing with Jim. so they said that she gave him the sleeping pills to help him sleep. You gave him fucking nine. Yeah, you gave him nine. Okay. Yeah. And so what they did yeah. is they fucking put him to sleep so he couldn't fight back, and they opened his mouth and dumped wine into his lungs until he fucking died. Oh, do you think that death? Today's standards, they would have just said, "Oh, okay, you gave him nine pills." And no, took fuck, him. no, there'd no. be eight documentaries by Tuesday. And because, and this is this is the reason why I think they did that. The same reason I think they. I don't know if Courtney Love did it to Kurt herself. However, they did see both of these budding musicians going down a spiral, and they were separating from their record companies. Going, I kind of want to do my own thing because they were creative minds. They were geniuses. They were savants. And nobody mm-hmm. got. And to they do that. go. Well, fuck, if these guys or and gals leave the record label, 
right? We're going to lose money. So you know what we do? We make them into martyrs right. and make them legends. While we still own their fucking likeness right. and their intellectual property. Where, so we can make t-shirts and fucking right. all the posters you see at JCPenney's. Exactly. And like, exactly. We'll make them into legends and martyrs and we'll make money on them for the next ever. Fuck music. I'm making okay, t-shirts. Okay, but on the, flip, <laughs> on the flip side of all that, there's the whole other theory that he was manic depressive. Manic depression, yeah. hello. Right. And then he also um, would be going back into the paranormal aspect of things. There's uh, numerology oh, uh, yeah. going on, and there's also astrology going on, where mm-hmm. the, the moon and the shit, the Saturn wasn't aligned Solstice right, and his, <laughs> and his number his number one on the numerology Leap thing. Right. All this shit that, that these, those, those people talk about, sure. supposedly... During that time for Jim, Jimi Hendrix was horrible. Like and you he know how those through, people He are. was going through a horrible transition, and, and, he, yeah. and he was spiking, yeah. and then suicide. Well, it, the thing is, in, with savants and geniuses, if you, if you like hamstring them and prevent them from growing, they're going to go into a, a, a sense of chaos. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. They're they're gonna go into they're gonna go into a crazy sense of chaos into a tailspin if they're not allowed to express themselves, and that's what was happening to Jimmy. Yeah. And he was on the road all year long. He played 66 cities in 60 days. Well, and you brought uh, the manic depression thing. It's like, dude, like like people take handfuls of pills. If if you they, knew yeah. you had sleep problems, like, and, and yeah. you got these new pills from some girl, you're like, I, I probably can take eight. I I don't you think. Never know. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think there's some truth to that. I, I don't think rock stars have egos that they're just like, dude, like, I mean, I've had my own. I'm like, dude, I was like, what? Acid's going to be like everything else. I'll take three. And I'm in the fetal position. Yeah, I, I, can, see, it in I shower. can see. I can see. Yeah. I'm, just like, cause I, I'm like, oh, it's going to be like beers. I can have 11. It's like, no, motherfucker, you can't. Right. Like, well, that's yeah. what happened to Joplin. That's what happened to Joplin. She had been sober for six months. And then she had got some real shit, some pure shit. And she's like, oh, dude, I used to bang this shit all fucking day. Uma Cut Tony, shit. Pulp Fiction. Right. And then she, she hit with some real stuff, well, and it put her out. And Morrison, that's kind of the same. But see, Morrison's interesting, too, because let's Jim. Let's just jump over to him real quick. Let's jump over to Jim Morrison. Everybody knows who Jim Morrison is. He is the front man of, was the front man of The Doors. We did a uh, whole episode about whole his episode life. About so the you doors. Don't have to yeah, check, out, check it out in the archives. Right. It's a good yeah. episode. Right. Okay. Right. So he, uh, you know, he was a savant. He was a genius. You know what I mean? Came yeah. out with, I think, five or six studio albums with the door. So after the legal litigation between him and the city of Miami and Florida, after he apparently pulled his dick out, he had got acquitted of one charge and he still had the lewd and lascivious conduct and nudity charge on him. He moves over to Paris to clean himself up and to, you know, basically get his feet back under him. Eat some so, croissants. Right. And just, right. You know, he eat, eat some croissants. And so he winds up, uh, his heart's apparently heart failure. That's what they deemed it, heart failure due to, you know, drugs. And I don't know, they didn't call it an overdose. They said heart failure due to heavy sure. drugs. Right. But the weird part about him is nobody saw the body except, except for his her, girlfriend, Pam Corson. her friend. Yeah, and her friend. Right. Who was the drug dealer that sold them what drugs. What they did is they packed his body in dry ice. Yeah, and wrapped him in plastic. And then she, what the fuck? And then she said... Let's get the cheapest. Like seventy five dollars is what they paid for his his coffin. Yeah, and then they said, let's get the cheapest you know funeral. Well, they we blew can the do. budget on the drugs. We're gonna bury him down the street in this old cemetery. But Pierre we're Lachaise, and we're, yeah. we're only gonna take a thirty year lease on his grave. What do you mean a lease on the grave? Yeah, <laughs> right. Fuck it, build but a, thirty build, years. Build a gas station. Like, well, thirty. Years. What does she care? She was cause she was she was something involved, and she claims the last words of Jim Morrison was, "Are you there, Pam?" 
Pam, are you Luke, there? Your father. And then she was like, <laughs> of course I'm here, motherfucker. I'm trying to kill your ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks good on paper if she like, oh, I paid for his grade. Like, right. Well, so the, the conspiracy theory of, about right. his death was that one of the uh, girl, was that, that girl mm-hmm. who was dating Keith Richards, yeah. her, the, well, her drug, Keith or whatever. her drug dealer came over to Jim's house yeah. and shot him up with heroin. And apparently it was too strong, and then he, he collapsed and died. And then they freaked out and tried to just like, that's well, one make the, it look. That's one theory. That makes sense, too. Yeah. Because that's, that's what she said. There, that he, like I said, he's the, she was like, dating him at the time. Right. He's one of the ones, that, like just like Hendrix, have the most that actually could. I'm like, they all kind of sound like they could have happened. Yeah, like, right. It's crazy. But and another thing, it goes back to my original theory that I, that I continuously have, is that if you look at his albums later in his career they were starting to decline like the soft parade and morrison hotel morrison hotel was pretty good well, but it wasn't was as good just, as his first said, two as some of those recordings he drank as much as 88 beers in one day dude he was out right. doing, he, he turned into val kilmer and was out in yeah. the fucking <laughs> desert doing peyote every day like, right. I mean, trust me your fucking turned work ethic's gonna kind of decline yeah no, he, so. he was a drunk right like a bad bad drunk I, I think they made him into a martyr yeah, I think they couldn't mold Jim Morrison because he was a free spirit. Couldn't mold him, and so they made him. If into you a can't martyr. beat him, kill him. That's, That's right. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. 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 And so uh, we'll we'll move on to the last two real quick. Everybody knows the story of Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain is arguably probably the most famous family feud survey says ding that's your first answer man every right. time yeah. Kurt sure. Cobain if you think- also, well he started the, the white lighter the big white lighter theory yeah. too you, you want to tell Still him about that day, yeah I, the big white lighter theory and then uh, everybody had said that there was a big uh, conspiracy theory behind white big lighters that every every member of the 27 club that had died had a white big lighter on them on them so that means when your little stickers and casings come off your bicks, throw that shit away. Right. Yeah, right. Even but, back when I was in high school, I remember people saying, oh, dude, you don't, don't get a white bick, man. Yes. Those are bad luck. Fuck but those, that, the whole theory was discredited because uh, yeah. the bick didn't even make disposable lighters back in, in, the, in, the, in 60s, the 40s and, and my, 60s and, and 50s. And my dad died with a red lighter in his pocket. Well, the right. <laughs> and Kurt Cobain had two lighters. Neither one of them was on him, and both of them were not white. Yeah, one of them, I think, was pink, and one of them was yellow. Right. Yeah. If, I, if my memory serves, so I know a lot that's about That's fucking insane in either yeah, way. Yeah, weird, right? The, both, I know, the fact that, no, no, no. What's weird is the fact that both of you knew that shit. Yeah, well, I mean. <laughs> I know an obnoxious amount of Kirk o- about awesome. Kirk Cobain, that's dude. Awesome. Uh, so anyway, similar story. Uh, Kirk Cobain obviously becomes the most famous musician in the world. Changed music. In the early 90s. Changed the direction of music. Changed the focus. Brought the focus away from thrash metal, uh, glam metal, metal, hair metal, everything. Brought it away. Brought it into a new direction and brought eyes to Seattle. Right? Gets huge. Wants to quit the music business. I mean, on record saying, all I really want to do is make $3 million, do heroin and paint. Right. That's all I really want to do. I want to quit. That's a good way to go. My out stomach too. hurts. Yeah, my and his stomach hurts all the time. Uh, oh, come on, man! <laughs> God, you're such a diva. Uh, and so, Kurt wants to quit the music business. And interestingly enough, if you look at his suicide note, it's written in two different handwritings. And they say, I know they say like schizophrenics sometimes, or or uh, sociopaths. Yeah. Have two like sometimes they'll write with they'll, they'll be ambidextrous and write. Right. And, yep. or, but the first half of the letter had nothing. It wasn't about killing himself. The first the half of the letter was about leaving too. the music oh. industry. Mm-hmm. The last half of the letter that was in a different handwriting was saying, um, essentially, I'm sick of this world. Goodbye. Right. I'm goodbye. gonna end right. it. 
Signed Courtney. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> out and then Kurt. Oops. Oops. Signed Courtney. Yeah. Signed Courtney Love Illuminati. Right. The end. Right. Uh, That's right. The Illuminati was supposed to be uh, correct. The next death. And right. And so what happened? What did they do? Kurt is a huge cash cow, biggest musician in the entire world at the time, wants to quit the business to create his own or, or you know, uh, bud his There's own so creative many juices. Theories with this. And then he ends up dying and now he's a martyr. Sure. I, I, a friend of mine said something to me about David Grohl. It, made, it was like, I've never heard anyone say it. It was like, why do you think he's so successful? In the, because they're like, look, we have to prove that the business isn't just shutting this whole band out. Yeah. Right. So the best thing we can do is just pick the most marketable one that's left after we killed Kurt and let's give him a big push. Right. <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's on paper. That looks, on paper. And we got proof that we didn't do it. There's right. motive right there. So that's Kurt. Same you know story. What, what's kind of eerie is that his mom was interviewed a little mm-hmm. bit after his death. And she said, I told him not to join that club, yeah. but he wanted to join that club anyway. Yeah, I told him not to join that stupid club. A stupid club. Yeah, the 27 and Club. Now, they don't even, they, they say it could be two different things. Right. It could be the 27 Club, or what was it? There was another theory about. Um, I, I forget the other club that they were talking it, about. It comes to me, the He Man Woman Haters Club. Force don't have carpet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. that was it. Yeah, that was it. Uh, so yeah, that was. If you're noticing a trend here, and we're not, I'm not trying to guide the, the guide your opinion or guide the conversation in any sort of way. But oh, each one of these people had the same thing in common. And there's the top three. It was the Suicide Club. Oh yeah, yeah. That would the be the other club. other club. Yeah. Yeah, and so we'll move on to our, our final uh, focal point. There's many other musicians in this club, but we're going to move on to the final one. Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse, which was a fucking shit show from start to finish. Sure. Yeah. That girl. That girl. To me, she, okay, Amy, like, I'm just going to say it as, as, as quickly and just get what I mean out without explaining it at all. She's the first one, and to this day is the reason I don't believe in the 27 Club. Why is that? Because she's the first egregious example of the, the, the media just taking control I would of, agree with that and, and spinning it and using it to make a movie after her all of a sudden the Michael Jackson documentary this is it yeah. Katy Perry she's not even fucking dead so unless that bitch is a ghost on American Lady Idol, Gaga you can I mean, go on, yeah, on pop stars you know, of out of your ass it's like, and she was the one that like they were like look so if they were behind it I don't think that they would also do what they and and you you have all these people and she is mad talented she's so she was she, insane if she wouldn't have been so like if her demons weren't right just so uncontrollable to her right like and and the other thing is like that rehab song it's almost the only one anyone knows right right and she died of yeah. it's it's almost it's 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 like what's it's, it's which, uh, which she hates sing, hated singing that song foreboding live. right and exactly that's that's, yeah. that's foreshadowing like, foreboding yes. satirical like, it's so perfect for like a stupid Hollywood movie like yeah and and they need those narratives like like the media is pro wrestling I mean they look for the most oh this yeah. is the obvious way that's going to be easy to spin and they do it yeah. and she was the first one where I'm like I don't care about this anymore I'm like Hunter S Thompson didn't die at 27 and Amy Winehouse they made a movie about it right and it was out like a week later well she it, it all started with her relationship like her her downward spiral was with when she started dating that blake fielder cat blake fielder civil <laughs> that's what started with him because he was a shithead and amy for whatever reason she always looked up to her dad so she had daddy issues which she didn't really come from a bad home they split up when she was nine they got divorced her parents when she was nine but you know she wasn't from a a super bad or abusive home or anything like that but she always she had this like stigma shtick because between men you know because like a lot of her songs like that uh that song back to black was written about blake you know and blake introduced her to crack blake introduced her to heroin and he was a grade a 
shit bird. Right. Right. Dirty burner in every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. Do, do you think, the, like, this is something I've done, another reason that the whole Winehouse thing, like, Gaga seems like she, she almost stole half of her act. Like, oh, it's like, I agree. And, and she's just like, look, well, I'm not as good of a, a singer or an artist, but I'm going to take half of her shit. Yeah, and, and make, wear a thong while yeah, I'm doing turn it. turn that up to 11 and then make a character out of it. And right. eventually Bradley Cooper will want to do a movie with me and I'll just copy a bunch of music. And <laughs> right. like, everything will be great. And I'm going to win a bunch of Oscars and lie about fucking him. The only thing right. I like about Lady Gaga was, I, her, was her role on American Horror Story. Dude, <laughs> oh, man. And, and she killed that, man. That, that was, was fantastic. That was one of the best like, oh, like, man. Mu- musicians to actor transition. Her well, vampire role? Oh, oh hell great. yes, was man. Great. She was good as, as, as the, the tree lady in the woods. Right. Like Roanoke, but, but the, yeah, vamp, but the, the hotel was, series, that's ab- the one she killed it. I mean, Shaquille O'Neal and Kazam was pretty... I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I personally... Michael Jordan really, in that Space Jam. Holy shit. fucked Bugs Bunny up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really actually do like Lady Gaga. They're, re- they're redoing Space Jam, by the way. I know. Oh, perfect. LeBron's gonna be in it. That's right. Hell yeah. And nobody else wants to join him. Nope. That's yeah. right. <laughs> so, okay. What happened with Amy? She she was a big drinker. Yeah, please. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that time you waited for you to start it and then say it. <laughs> yeah. Big drinker, big drugger. Uh, she only... They only found alcohol in her system, though, I think. It was just she drank herself to death. She looked yeah. fucked up all the time. I mean, she looked... Fucked up all the time. Well, she was, and she missed a bunch of concerts. She was supposed to play in England, and she had a big tour set up, and she didn't even she didn't even know where she was. Like she, there, there's embarrassing ass footage. It's like you never watch something on TV and you get embarrassed and you have to turn it because oh, like it embarrasses yeah. you from your couch. She was up there, didn't even know, like she couldn't even talk. It's a car crash mm-hmm. that's so bad that you're like, I'm interested, I'm interested. Now I feel really bad about being interested, right. and I gotta walk away. From right. It. Like, so she came out with I think two albums. Uh, Back to Black and Frank. Back to Black was a, an amazing album. Dropped in 2006. Amazing. So, anyway. To I was death. thunderstruck myself. But. Oh, perfect. That's Back in you Black. Said, you said the album art was never going to be marketable. She copied that song title. Man. Oh, whatever. Anyway. July 23rd, 2011. She is found in her uh, Camden, London, UK home. Dead as disco from alcohol poisoning. Wow. And she has been, and she also was a lifelong drinker, though. And it's really, yeah. really hard to die of alcohol poisoning if you are a lifelong alcoholic. Right. The uh, the the withdrawals killed ninety. Well, supposedly of she was right. clean and sober for what? Yeah, oh, she was long? clean okay. and sober for, for a while. Not for like, long. It was only like a month or so yeah, before. Not long. So she probably was clean and sober for like a month. Nothing was in her system, and the she's like, came "I'm gonna go right. drink just right. like like I used Fuck to." Yeah, and and that's how off. she died. Sure. Right. The same thing happened to Joplin, though. She yeah. was clean from heroin for like six weeks or yeah. something like that, and then she went back and took a fucking full loaded blast of the dome. And and Jim Morrison was probably drunk off his off his skull and just did some smack and killed his ass right there. Or they got murdered. I'll leave it to you or to decide. Or about really or, movie yeah, role. Yeah. <laughs> According to this high uh, priestess in the satanic church, ah, yes. there uh, is conspiracies there. She's saying that um, the, all of these artists had uh, condoned the demonic. So they had to put some, some kind of subliminal shit in their songs while they were mm. recording. And the demons came into the music studio and... Kind of made made the took pact. what was due, You're gonna and they and they and they, they, they took they take what is due. Like you have the paranormal, ta- like you got the pulse on the paranormal, man. Like I'm just saying that's that's what I read. Yeah, that's that's what I read. Man. I mean, but and, and Amy Winehouse being the last one, man. Like that's a perfect. Like I think that's legitimately right around the time that like do with the podcast being named what it is, man. That's right around the time that you could definitely say, yo, 
Rock and roll is definitely yep. asleep, man. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely asleep. It's going into the though. underground like right. back in the late 70s, early 80s. Uh, so anyway, we will let you be the judge. I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of a backstory about the 27 Club. Uh, as always, thank you for stopping by. If you guys have any show ideas and or requests and or if you just want to tell me to go fuck myself, go ahead and email me at willywhitebread69 at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook where we go live every single week. We are on Instagram and Twitter. We love you. We will see you next week. Wake up, rock and roll. Deuces. <laughs>